You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Oh, geez. Thank you so much, Tony Kornheiser. Of course it works for me. This is Kirsten, or KJ, and thanks for pressing play. Today, before we get started, I have two podcast reviews. The first one is actually not a review, not for lack of effort, but I know for those of you that have left a review or tried to leave a review, mostly for Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they call it nowadays, it is very difficult. They make it hard. I understand why people don't take the time to do it, so I'm really thankful when someone does take the time. This first person, Mike Kenny. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Mike Kenny tried to leave a review, but he was unable to. So he said he gave me five stars on Spotify. So thank you, Mike. And Mike tweets this out at MJK45039. And Mike says, question for the Midwest Bias audience. I have an Android phone. Any suggestions for a podcast app that allows one to leave reviews with comments? I have looked at Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. Yeah, Mike, I am not an Android user, and I have no idea. But I do thank you for trying, and you get a sticker. The other podcast review comes from Sarah Susie. Five stars, title, All the biases, or biases, however you pronounce that. I know KJ from college. I'm from the Midwest, and she sang at my wedding, which pretty much catapulted her musical career. JK in parentheses. She's right, though. It's a fun show, and I guarantee you will laugh out loud. Show highlights include name drops, non-Midwest guests who describe where they live and why you should visit, and the famous taste tests. Give it a listen. You might get hooked. And she threw in a beer emoji and a microphone emoji and a musical note emoji. So that's fun. Thank you very much, Sarah Susie. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Sarah Susie, you get a sticker too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know it's hard, so I appreciate it when people take the time to do it. Thank you. I'm just going to go ahead right now and apologize for any sound quality that you feel is subpar in this podcast. And now, for those of you who fashion yourself as fashionistas, that's also a little bit of a foreshadowing, I have finally decided to pay for prescription glasses. I've been trying to get readers. I even tried these cheap progressive readers. They don't work. Made me sick, like dizzy. I quit those. I went and got a prescription. The, optician, the optometrist said it's pretty much a very, very small prescription, but she also put like a reader's prescriptions. I'm going to get progressives. I am in the process of shopping for frames. I have tried on, well, probably 10 to 15 frames. I've got it narrowed down. And if there's anyone out there, again, if you fashion yourself a fashionista and you want to weigh in on what glasses I get, I would love that. Send me a DM at Midwest Buys Pod on Twitter or at Buffalo underscore Alice on Twitter or email the show here at Midwest Buys Pod at gmail.com and I will put you on the list and share some Google photos with you. It could be fun. 
Speaking of fun, that's what this episode is. So let's get it going with the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you bet you she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it is time for the Midwest guest co-host of the day. The best Midwest guest co-host of the day. Please welcome back Kim Wilson. Thank you so much. It's uh, always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you. And I need to ask you right off the bat, are you drinking Kim Wilson river beer? Oh, no river beer right now because I am at home. So there is uh, no risk of any sort of needing to level out, you know, what I'm drinking. So today I have a stout. It is actually from Wisconsin. There you go. Midwest beer. Um, Yep. I got it on my trip back from the Green Bay Detroit Lions game in January. Uh, It's from the Fermentorium. It's called Toasted Coconut Sweater Weather Imperial Milk Stout. Oh, I remember. Didn't you tweet about that one? I tweeted about one of the four packs. And um, so it was a four pack and it had different flavors of this uh, sweater weather. Um, And what what I would tell you is... It left a lot to be desired. Uh, oh. It has a very chemical-y taste. So I'm just riding out the, the last of this four-pack. And so I'm, oh. I'm just going to polish it off today. And um, well, I think that's it's like... Too bad. Yeah, it was like 8 or 9% alcohol by volume. So uh, since I'm not going anywhere tonight, you know, uh, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting because I'm, I was going to ask you if I would like what you're drinking. Sounds like I probably wouldn't. I'm just not going to recommend this one to a ton of people. Um, okay. <laughs> what about to me? You know what? What I would say is if you could find it on draft, it might be better. But in the can, it has a very chemical, like over mass produced taste to it. So um, if you can find it in draft, it might be better. Okay. Well, that's a glowing recommendation. <laughs> now, Kim, I am also drinking a stout. Okay. And this is a new brewery that the Hall of Famer and I tried with our buddy Minneapolis Lori. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. We went to a live music and we checked out this brewery in Hastings, Minnesota. And this is a stout called Hard Left. It's a five. It is a you betcha. Wow. All right. Did I tell you the name of the brewery? Spiral Brewery? Did I say that? No, no. Spiral Brewing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. And I would recommend it to anyone who likes stouts. Okay. I will have to, do they do any distribution or? That I don't know. Okay. I know they're fairly new. They're established in 2018. Oh. So they survived the pandemic. Which is always, uh, you know, like that's a sign of, of, beer that's going to stick around if you can survive a pandemic only after being open only two years. And plus Uh we learned from a couple weeks ago that Minnesota is a high drinking state. So yes, you might have more luck opening a brewery (laughs) in one of the Midwestern states. Would I be able to tell on the can if it's distributed or are you talking about, can I buy it in a store? I'm, I'm just curious if you would be able to buy it in a store because I am going back to Wisconsin next month. So, (gasps) okay. Okay, um, I don't see that on the can, but I think that's going to lead me right into this first tweet. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to do some Twitter talk. Okay. Okay. This is from one at Kim Wills 33. Do you recognize that handle? She sounds familiar. Kim Wilson, after running a full marathon in 2021, I decided to take a break from long runs in 2022 to figure out my next challenge. Next week, I begin. Now, this was two weeks ago, I think, that you tweeted this. Yes. Next week, I begin 50 states, 50 half marathons by my 50th birthday in 2030. And I'm starting in Tennessee. Can't wait to get on the road and start the adventure running emoji, running emoji. Yes. Kim, we must learn all about this. First of all, congratulations. You you must have already done Tennessee. Yes. Yes. And that last Thursday. And it looks like a homemade board here. You tweeted a picture of the United States. Yes. It says travel, run, repeat times 50. And there are 50 hooks, I presume, with each state labeled. Uh, yes. Each hook has a label of the yep. state. And it looks to be in alphabetical order, but I can't quite tell. Is it? It is. It is. Okay. Um, I actually okay. got this off of uh, Etsy. In, oh, I was um, going to say Etsy. Yeah, I um, am not that creative, uh, nor would I be that precise with any sort of, I am still a stick figures person. Me too. Um, when I draw, so therefore it would not have come out this nice. Um, I did have to do all of those metal hooks by hand though when she shipped it okay she shipped it you know just so that they weren't compromised you know in the delivery they weren't ruined she sends the so it took me a solid you know couple weeks to put that together because I'm like (laughs) I mean just imagine sitting there and twisting and twisting Mm -hmm. and twisting so it took me a little bit to do that but yeah so and then the the clipboard kind of things off to the right are yes to hold your bib so what I did was I took my bib from that uh race I wrote down uh what state it was what number it was my time where it took place uh so that I could remember it this is very cool Uh, yeah let me back up to this Etsy woman or I'm assuming it's a woman I shouldn't it could be a man Right, um, right. But Person. you did say she, I think. So Yeah, I think I think it was a she. I could be I could be mis mislabeling them. So I'll just go with uh person. Them. They yes. okay. They them. They them. So they need to figure out a different way to ship. Or they need to give you a discount on an hour's work of labor. <laughs> an hour's worth of labor. I mean, come on. Yes, there's there's a little bit of work involved. Now, I will say okay. they did send um, chalk, too, because this is actually chalkboard. Um, oh, paint. okay. So when I I can fill in Tennessee now, because I did complete that race. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you go through, you can slowly color it in and, and make it all fancy. Okay, so what are the hooks for, then? The medals that you earn. Oh, the medals, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Okay, great. So let's talk about, first of all, where did this... Where did this idea come from? How did you determine? I mean, I think I know the answer for myself, but how did you <laughs> determine that it's going to be half marathons and not mm-hmm. 50 full marathons? And uh, well, let's just start with those two. So I had a friend uh, who actually I met through a different podcast. Um, she had completed the halves. And so, you know, I had this idea in my head. She had done it. And so I was like, this this could be something. And then I started looking it up and, and, and doing a little bit more research. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole club that you can join. And, you know, they oh. have a big, um, you know, uh, meeting towards the end of the year, a, an awards banquet, a whole, you know, 
thing. And I was like, this could be a really fun way to travel and also, you know, meet different people, run races. But also after my, my dad passed away in January of 22 and my mom was really kind of, you know, just trying to figure out she wants to travel, but she won't do it alone. And so I thought this was a really good way of being able to incorporate races, take my mom different places. Not every place I did make that distinction with her. She is not coming to every race, um, <laughs> you know, because I do need I do need boundaries and I, I don't want every vacation to be, you know, me and her. And so um, yes. I, I set up those boundaries and just said, you know, some races, you know, you're you can come to and uh, other races I would like to do on my own. So this race. Uh, was by my uncle's house. He is currently working just outside of Memphis. Um, he's going to be working on a construction project there for about two years. And oh. so while that opportunity of those three states being right there, this was a really good chance to um, at least kick it off with Tennessee and then see where else I can get to. So this was about uh, 20 to 30 miles north of uh, Memphis, it was in a state park, and it was a really nice group of people to to run with and, and finish a race with. Very good. Congratulations on race number one in the books. Thank you. Were you are you worried about, are you going to try and beat your time every time, or is it more like, I just want the experience, I don't care about my time? I do care about my time because I would like to see like just some improvement. Um, mm-hmm. Something that joined me for this race that hadn't joined me yet, um, and this is something we were talking about prior to joining the call, uh, joining the recording, was humidity decided to join us oh, uh, yes. for the race. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that was not something that I had been training in or was prepared for, nor was it humid in the days leading up to it. So it oh. was very frustrating that <laughs> yeah. that morning I walk out to the car and it is very muggy. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a day. So mm-hmm. um, my main goal is always finish. The one A goal is always to try and finish under three hours because my very first half that I did, it was like three hours and 15 minutes. So I always want to try and stay under three hours. That's like a main, main goal. Okay. So, you know, I stayed under three hours at two hours, 59 minutes and 50 seconds. So <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Does not matter. Yeah, it counts as staying under my three hours. So I do want to try and get better. Um, I am still, I'm currently stalking the weather in Pennsylvania because coming up is the Pittsburgh Marathon on May 7th. So I'll be participating in the half there. So I am actively stalking the weather there and um, hopefully it will end up not as muggy. Yeah, well, I don't know. It'll be May 7th in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't right. know. Okay, I'm assuming you don't have all 50 races scheduled since you're doing this no. by 2030. A lot of these races aren't even scheduled yet. No, no. And some races that I was looking at last year, because I started thinking about this really in like May, June of last year. And I, there was one race that I was looking at for Labor Day weekend um, that looked really fun last year. They haven't announced if they're doing that event again this year. So I'm scrambling for a Labor Day weekend race. Um, I may have found one in Iowa to do mm. uh, in Cedar Rapids. So I was like, well, that might be an easy way to, to go. 
but I'm trying to schedule it around, you know, major weekends where my company is extremely generous and they have, that's a four day weekend for me. Sure. So, so we have Friday and Monday off. So I'm oh. trying to do a, you know, a lot of races around some of the holidays that we have, just trying to, you know, maximize my time. Do these, uh, so first of all, we, we have family in Cedar Rapids. Oh, okay. So if you do that, mm-hmm. we might have to call Aunt Elma up and say, have oh, Kim over. Yeah. Okay, now you mentioned you're going to be in Wisconsin next month. Is that for yes. a run? Yes, that is over Memorial Day weekend. Okay, and where is it? Um, it is in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. So it's just about oh. 20 miles outside of Milwaukee. We're also going to go to a Brewers game, which um, I don't know the last time my mom actually went to a baseball game. So this will be a first for her. Very uh, in cool. In quite some time. She has not gone to a, a game at Comerica Park. So um, I don't know when the last time she went to a baseball game was. It hasn't been uh, with me. So <laughs> we'll see how know. this goes. Yes, yes. <laughs> now you're going to contact People that we know in Milwaukee, right? Like Steve Osbold. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. I will put it out there and, you know, hopefully people will reach out and, you know, um, well, I'm not very out there good. now. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. I'm not going to lie. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not the best. Uh, I try, but work has been extremely difficult the past six months, but is getting better um, as I am starting to get some new hires into into the fold. Oh, good. And yeah, so it's just been um, the past six months, it like has just been a real um, dog and pony show for me, but we're getting better and that's all that matters. And so I will try and get better uh, within social media and reaching out to people. So, well, I mean, Maybe it's the Midwestern in you, but in me, that is clear. It is absolutely what it is. And it's like, I don't want to force anyone to, you know, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So if they weren't right, they don't want me to come all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, you know, let's get together. And they don't want to. Then, you know, I feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I suppose they can say no, but you don't want to put them in that position because you're, you know, Minnesota nice or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Midwest nice at this. Yes. Point in time. Yes. Yeah. Well, last question about this race for now. I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. talk about this in your subsequent appearances. Um, but do you have a Minnesota race scheduled? If so, when and where? No, I don't. I believe it's on my future races. Um, so I have a whole note section of like future races, which I think I showed to both you and the Hall of Famer at some point in time last okay. year. Okay. Um, let's see. There is one for Minnesota I had... The Stillwater Half Marathon in Stillwater, Minnesota. Oh, okay. That is not far from us. That's okay. A, it's a suburb of the Twin Cities, a very lovely town on the uh, Mississippi River. Okay. Uh, that's scheduled possibly for Memorial Day weekend 2026. So mm. we got a hot that's minute a before that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot yep. of really great races are Memorial Day weekend, and then I go to Labor Day weekend, and it's not as plentiful, and I'm really upset about that. Well, you need to, I bet you, you need to go more south for those Labor Day, Labor Day races because it's warmer. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep the south like January, February, March for the humidity factor. So, Makes sense. Uh, and like Florida, I have. Uh, a race that I have pegged as I want to do, it is part of the Daytona 500. And so you get to do a lap around the track. And I thought that would be really cool. 
but I'm not going to do that until possibly 2026 because Universal's Nintendo World will open up in 2025. So I want to kind of put my theme park stuff in with this race and make it a a real vacation. So um, that one I'm not going to do for a hot minute. And like now that Oakland has said that they are, you know, looking to move to Vegas officially, there's a there's a half marathon in San Francisco that I can do. Um, And if I did it this year. Um, the the Giants are home and Oakland is home uh, within a couple of days of each other. So I can knock off two ballparks there. So, so like, sounds- there's a lot of things that I'm just doing and also then adding on other things. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to also do what the Hall of Famer and I have as our goal is to hit every ballpark. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I want to hit every ballpark, but I, if I can incorporate a ballpark visit with one, I'm definitely I'm definitely absolutely. There, so. Uh, one of the chips, uh, tips from my friend Chelsea was, you know, stay with one hotel chain so that you rack up the points. Sure. Um, Go to places where you have family or, yep. you know, I live in Pittsburgh. Stay with right. me. Now, if it was me, Kim, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to put you no. out. I don't want to yeah, do that. I know. I 100 percent. And the, the, the Midwest nice in me is coming mm-hmm. out. And I do not. I have very weird rituals and things that I do before races, <laughs> you know, eating okay, peanut yeah. butter and jelly on crustables, you know, uh, getting up and, and guzzling coffee and making sure everything's oh. good. And there's a lot of things that I do. Um, and it's hours before races. So, sure. uh, for example, this race uh, last week was at 630 in the morning. It started. So I was up at 4 a.m. guzzling coffee. And then I was leaving by 5 a.m. So, you know, mm -hmm. like I don't want to I would never want to put out someone, Mm -hmm. you know, because I have strange hours when it comes to races. So, yeah. And you kind of want to have your space when you're Mm -hmm. doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. The guzzling of coffee. Yes. Is that so you'll be awake or you get a little caffeine boost or both? I don't know Um, that I could run on a stomach full of coffee. I don't want to TMI this, so I'm just going <laughs> to oh, let okay. everyone we know think the about answer. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we know the answer. Okay, yeah. well, that is very admirable, and I would <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep, you know, we'll, we'll keep getting updates on that. So the yes. next race is Pittsburgh, am I correct? Yes, Pittsburgh okay. um, on May 7th, and then Wisconsin and Memorial Day weekend, and then I have scheduled a race for Jingle Fest. So, yeah. Okay, um, great. Yep. So great. I will be in Virginia that Saturday morning. Okay. And I'm assuming you didn't have any injuries. Your, your soreness was just the normal soreness after the Memphis race. Well, I did find out that you can get blisters underneath your toenails. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was mm. a new one for me. Ooh, um, ouch. Other, other than that, I did experience a little bit of pain in my right foot and it went numb, but I was at the end of the race, so I didn't think too much of it. So Do I we just, need new shoes, Kim? No, I'm rotating three pairs of shoes, and one pair is only has 58 miles on them. Okay. So I am still rotating through these three. I will probably incorporate another pair soon, um, as one of them is starting to to show their age. One pair. So slowly but surely, you know, I'll I'll rotate through them, and and everything is good. Um, I just I need to spend some time with my foam roller. And really stretch out, yes. you know, yep. those legs. So, yep. Now, speaking of shoes, 
Sarah Susie at Sarah Susie 13 tweeted this to us. Shoes worn in pub in public restrooms are not to be worn in the house. Vomit emoji. Hmm. This comes, I'm sure, after the discussion with Karen last week. I don't know if you caught that about shoes. I asked a simple question about does she wear shoes in the house? Yes. And I got a story all about I was the tea say that, that went through her foot, which I that, did that had turned, no idea. Yeah, that, <laughs> that turned into turn. a whole thing. So, yes. Um, I agree with Sarah, Susie here. What is your take on this question? Should shoes be worn in the house or do you take them off? Do you, take, do you keep them on? So as a person who works from home, I rarely put on my shoes unless I'm, I'm in sure. a house. Um, I yeah. do wear slippers around the house. So I'm a big fan of slippers. Yeah. But yeah. if you come into my house, it is up to your discretion. If you want to take off your shoes, you're more than welcome to. If you want to leave your shoes on, you are more, more than welcome to as well. And then okay. if if somebody, uh, if I go to someone's house and they ask me to take off my shoes, I can do that. Uh, it's not a problem. Now, my mom does have a problem because shoes are her stability. Uh, right. So from the moment she wakes up in the morning and takes her shower and gets settled, she's putting shoes on. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times if she goes into a house and they ask her to take off her shoes, she just says, I, I can't do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and same so. for mama. You know, this, yeah. she's got braces in her shoes that she needs to mm -hmm. to keep her upright. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm I am uh, adaptable. So whatever the, the situation is, I, I'm, I'm all for it, you know, but in my house, I just wear my, I wear my slippers all day. I'll walk outside with them, go get the mail. Um, okay. So you, you don't know. have a pair of indoor slippers that never touch the outside. No. So that's what my mama, mama used to do was she had indoor slippers that never touched outside and then, you know, outside shoes, but then she put her slippers on immediately. Mm-hmm. I would like to get into slippers because my feet are always cold, but I still have yet to find a good pair. So if you know of a good pair, let me know. Oh, okay. The ones that I buy are from Aldi. Um, they come out oh. once a year. Okay. And so they're, Aldi and they're has only, everything. <laughs> they're only like seven bucks. So I just get myself a new pair every year when that stock comes out. Oh. Um, and I throw the old pair away. They all look like, remember the couches in the 70s and 80s that were... Uh, argyle, br different shades of brown yes. and beige. Yeah, yes. that's that's the color of my slippers right now uh, because okay. I am a fashionista. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Will at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R, -E says, for what it's worth, the big takeaway I ha I'd have gotten from that incident was see what will happen if you run in the house. F, And then he says, hashtag F-A-F-O. I did not look this up. I don't know what that means at the top of my head. Do you know? Yes, I do. Um, it, how expletive do you want to be on this podcast? Okay, well, we have an expletive, we have an explicit label, which I have no idea why okay. I enlisted that label, okay. but I will probably bleep it if you say it. Around and find out. Oh, okay. So there's only one F-bomb in there. Yes, correct. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah. um, I kind of say that often, uh, specifically things at work, but, um, Hey, all right. Yeah. Not my circus, not my monkeys. It's not your <laughs> mantra. It's, it's <laughs> and find out around and find out. Okay. Thank you. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah. I mean, I did not think about no running in the house, but mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but if she had shoes on, I suppose if she had shoes on, they still might, the T still might've gone up her, up into her foot, just um, not as far. 
Yeah, as a person who has also suffered an injury because I was running in the house, mm-hmm. um, I can I can say that my injury possibly would happen if I wasn't running either. However, I was running to answer the phone and tripped over some blankets and the old wood paneling that used to be in a lot of uh, houses mm-hmm. uh, was sticking up, and, as was a nail. And <gasps> when I went to go, you know, brace myself from smacking myself into the wall because it 11, it's really important to answer the phone. I I slammed my hand right onto a nail. And so it went through my hand. Oh, all the way through? Was it flush like the tea was? No, it wasn't flush. It went through far enough. I only needed four stitches. It wasn't anything too terrible. And they gave me a popsicle, so I was happy. And did you need a tetanus shot? Yes. Okay. I, I did not ask Karen if she needed any stitches. She did mention she had no blood. But I imagine that when they pulled that tea out, there was blood. Yeah, and I made the mistake because I didn't know what any better. Um, I just ripped my hand right back off the nail, and oh. blood started, you know, coming out. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is uh. not good." So, like, my mom was my mom had just finished working a double shift, and my dad was still at work. So my sister had to go wake my mom up oh, from great. her double shift, and. Um, yeah, she wasn't happy, but, you know, she <laughs> called my grandma. My grandma came back over to the house to watch my sister so that she could take me to the emergency room. So, Yeah, it never happens conveniently, does it? No, no. As with life, nothing ever happens conveniently. No. Okay, Mike Kenny, again, again about, well, his is more about a few things, but shoes are involved. Uh, at MJK45039, KJ, I really liked your phrase, quote, bonus brother and sister, end quote. Uh, I believe I replied to him, I can't take credit for that phrase. It's from Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach. I love it too. And then he says, I can't imagine a universe where I would, quote, sample a hot tub, end quote. I'm going to add here that I can't either. And then he said, I sympathetically winced on stepping on a golf tee. My home encourages shoes off, but I don't stress it. Feet on a table is a hard no. Yeah, can't, I mean, if their shoes are off, I don't care about a table, but we don't, we, we have a recliner type of deal. Right now we don't have a coffee table. Oh, okay. So what about you? Feet on tables, feet on couches. I am pro feet on everything. Um, so, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, not, er- <laughs> but I mean, for myself, you know, okay, um, okay. when company comes over, if it's like a family member, I'm not going to stress about it. If they're putting mm-hmm. the foot on my coffee table, I got my coffee table at a, an, an estate sale. So I'm really not stressing about the condition it's in or anything like that. You know, if it makes you comfortable, it makes you comfortable. I'm all about, you know, just having a a comfortable conversation. And is this with or without shoes on? Oh, I don't care. Okay. Okay. Now we have a food tweet from Will at Aquarium D-R-N-K-E-R. And he sort of retweeted this tweet from the irrelevant fan at bagsfan75 underscore Tony. And he said, you can only keep two. The rest are gone for life. There are nine fast food restaurants here. Will said Wendy's and Arby's. How about you, Midwest Bias? I'm going to list all seven. And we have to pick There's which nine. ones we keep. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to list all nine. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm halfway through the stout. <laughs> okay. One is Chick-fil-A. Two is Jack's. Three, McDonald's. Four Burger King, five Arby's, six Wendy's, seven Popeye's Chicken, 
8 Sonic 9 Whataburger. Now, before we answer, I would just say that these would not be the nine that I would include. No. I mean, there are some out there that I would pick, but if you have to pick from these nine, what would you say, Kim? So this is a really hard decision for me. Mm-hmm. Because McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, Wendy's, Sonic, those are like staples. So um, I think I could pot- So Arby's is hard to get rid of only because of the horsey sauce. Um, oh, okay. I am a big fan of their horsey sauce, so much so that I found out that they sell it at the grocery store in a big oh. bottle. And now that is a condiment that is a staple in my house. Does it taste the same? Because sometimes yes. you get, okay, good. Because sometimes yes. you get disappointed by that. Yeah. So if I got rid of Arby's, I would have to get rid of that condiment out of my, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it, it didn't exist. So sure. that's a, that's a really hard decision for me to make. Um, McDonald's I could probably actually get rid of and have Burger King because I actually like the Burger King little cheeseburgers better than McDonald's. Oh, okay. But then I really love Wendy's. I just don't like their prices. Are they? I haven't been to Wendy's in years. Are they super expensive? Wendy's is expensive for absolutely no reason. Okay. Uh, well, they have the square hamburger. It's a, it's a yeah, delicacy. Yeah, but so does White Castle. So, you know. Oh, do they? White Castle's a small, small square. So I think I'll get rid of McDonald's and Wendy's out of my five. Oh, you have five? Yeah. So McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, Wendy's, and Sonic. Oh, okay. So I might have to also, because of the price range, get rid of Arby's because Arby's is ridiculously expensive for, again, no reason. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to go with Burger King and Sonic. Oh, okay. And Sonic for... so. This tweet from Will got a lot of responses, mm-hmm. and uh, I got it right here. Jamie Julian said, Wendy's for the chili and Sonic for the drinks. Mm-hmm. Do you feel yep. that way about Sonic, or do you also like the food? Um, the food is, it's okay. It's not like the best food, but you can get drinks. You can get different um, ice creams. Um, they have a really wide uh, a range of, of desserts. Um, mm. What did I get there recently? I got, oh, did they have deep fried Oreos? They oh. had something. It was it was yeah. like a specialty thing. It was really good. Um, I've still never been to Sonic, Kim. Oh, man. It's mm-hmm. just so good. Wendy's chili is very good. I used to get that on top of a baked potato. And oh, yeah. um, that's really tasty. I, I'm, I think I'm still just Burger King and Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. And I said... That's interesting. I know that Wendy's chili is good, mm-hmm. but I can't pass up the square burgers. So that's all I get at Wendy's. And Jamie okay. said she had never had a Wendy's hamburger. And I thought that was crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She always gets the chili. Okay. Um, and we got Patrick Smith wants, he likes the soup at Chick-fil-A, a seasonal chicken tortilla soup. Okay. Uh, he said that's the best offer of all nine. Best offering of all nine. I was like, okay, that's okay. a strong statement, Patrick. <laughs> he said Arby's has the meats, Popeye's chicken is the best, McDonald's has most locations because of his kids after hockey practice, I guess they like to get smoothies. So he has different reasons why he's keeping these like you with the price. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ed Butt said he likes to get a double whopper from Burger King. Todd Decay says Arby's, roast beef sandwich and curly fries, and McDonald's for the app deals and breakfast menu. Yeah, McDonald's breakfast menu is definitely really, really good. Mm-hmm. But you know who is coming in strong in the breakfast meal game is Wendy's. 
Oh, um, never had Wendy's breakfast. Their their breakfast, I had their breakfast croissant for the first time last year, and it was really good. But I don't think to go there for breakfast that often. I don't leave the house for breakfast that often. So no, me either. Um, you know, I typically have a protein drink in the morning, so I'm really not leaving the house that often, but sure. You know, every once in a while I'll get a hankering for, um, something like that or, or donuts or something like that. So, yeah. Jolene also said Sonic for, for the drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the McDonald's has a decent cheap iced coffee. I don't, I don't agree. I've had their iced coffee. I don't like it, but you know, to each your own. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Michelle Pendleton said Wendy's when she's traveling, cause there's something for everyone in her family. They have a lot of okay. choices. Okay. Now, I would say Wendy's is absolutely keep, – I'm keeping Wendy's. Mm-hmm. The other one is a tie. Like a Chick-fil-A I'm eliminating. Um, right. I've never eaten there. I won't eat there. But that's not related to their food. Um, 100%. Yep. Totally get yep. it. Yep. McDonald's – I like to go to McDonald's sometimes for that sweet tea that my mom thinks tastes like uh, – has a hint of petroleum in it. <laughs> I like their sweet tea. <laughs> Sometimes okay. if I'm really lazy, I'll go through McDonald's just to get that 99 cent Diet Coke and I so I don't have to get out of the car. Again, right. when I'm lazy, Popeye's chicken, fabulous. Arby's, I like to get their pecan, uh, like chicken, you know what I'm talking about? The chicken yeah, salad, the chicken pecan, salad. grape. Yeah, yeah. That, my but mom, that's only my mom off, likes that. Yeah, and it's only offered in the summer, I believe. Yeah. And, and Arby's is ridiculously expensive. So if I had to pick one, I really like, I think Burger King's, Burgers are better than McDonald's. Yep. I've never had Whataburger. I've never had Sonic. So I guess I'll have to go with Wendy's and Burger King. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm not strong on that one. Is Jack's Jack in the Box? I, I don't know. I think so. Did they? Did Jack's shorten their name? I don't know. I know that they recently bought Del Taco. Okay. Um, I don't know what Jack's is. I've never been there either. Because I saw a lot of those on on my trip. Oh, to Tennessee, but I wasn't sure if that was Jack in the Box or uh, they've decided they're just Jacks now, you know? <laughs> right, I don't know either. I don't know. Um, I should know this, but I, I don't. But aside from my uh, reasons behind not wanting Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just not someone that usually, if I go to fast food, I want a burger, not chicken. Okay. So that's okay. why I don't, you know, that's why I can eliminate Popeyes. But if I wanted chicken, that's where I would go. Right. I don't think I've been to a Popeye's. I have been to Chick-fil-A. I have not been to Popeye's, though. It mm-hmm. just, it doesn't pop up into my radar. I wouldn't be opposed to trying it. I think they're putting a new one in around here somewhere. So I still have, I still have yet to try it. That's a little bit of nostalgia for me, too, because that's from, you know, I grew up in Louisiana, New Orleans yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, speaking of food, Kim, we, I mean, I'm, I've kept you too long for now. <laughs> oh, never too long. But I, you know, peop, the people want to know mm-hmm. what's in Kim's Crock-Pot. What's in Kim's Crock-Pot? Is it chili or eight pork rolls? What's in Kim's Crock-Pot? You know you want to know. What's in Kim's Crock-Pot? So since I just got back from my trip, haven't had a lot of time for cooking. Roast and uh potatoes and carrots and an onion so nice little oh nice very little nice and something. what kind of roast like pot roast uh pork yeah roast? Just, uh, like a like a pork roast ah, yeah okay that's great that is more than great that's a wow here we are making 
or here I am, I guess, making the debut of the Kim's Crock-Pot theme song, and you go ahead and tell me what is in your your Crock-Pot. I have already guessed correctly in the song. It's amazing. I mean, how how awesome is that? I mean, some people might call that QE. Yeah, they might. Some Um, people also might say, I nailed it. I was going to say, Jason might disagree, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kim, shall we take a little break, and then will you come back for our token non-Midwesterner? of the week? Absolutely. Great. Okay. Well, thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. It's time for a non-Midwesterner to join the show. Exciting to be having a non-Midwestern guest this week. It's been, I don't even remember the last time we've had a non-Midwestern guest. And I'm excited. Please welcome to the program, joining us all the way from Lexington, Kentucky. It's Michelle Takei. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi. And we have Kim. Hello. Yep. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Kim's back. Um, Michelle, before we move on, we have to have you meet the Karen condition. That's right. I want to know this about everybody. How in the world do you know KJ? Okay. By asking you to explain how you and I know each other. And also, you might as well just explain how you and Kim know each other. Okay. So you and I know each other. Well, you and I met for the first time. Um, It was, I had to go back and look today because I didn't want to be wrong. Because Mm -hmm. I know, I know Todd will point it out if I'm wrong. So I want to get it right. Um, It was 2016, and it was at, um, I want to say Penn Station every time, but it's Penn Social, Um, and we were there for Jingle Fest, yeah, and that was such a cool venue, like, I really like that, so um, I just remember we were getting in line to, like, walk in front of the stage where all of you guys were, and Tony was there, and I think Michael was there, and (laughs) we we were in line, and we were saying hi to, you know, you guys, and everybody that was performing and then we were getting closer and closer to Tony and then Todd was getting very excited and <laughs> we were getting ready. The person in front of us was starting to walk away and Tony said, good night and turned around and left. Oh no. Um, so that was always very sad. Uh, but oh. that's how you and I initially met. And then Kim and I just, we started connecting, uh, you know, Todd is like the, the centerpiece going up to Detroit area, uh, hanging out with his aunt. And then, um, you know, Kim and Todd met before we did. And so we started hitting some breweries and just having an all around good time. Okay. I did not know that that's how you met, uh, mm-hmm. that Todd has family in Detroit area. Yes. It's uh, his aunt, which is not by blood aunt, but it's, she's still Aunt Jane for sure. So are, are we sure we want to be calling him Todd? Don't we think we should be calling him like Michelle's husband or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let him have this. He can have uh- it. Okay, okay. All right, well, thank you for satisfying the Karen condition. I'm sure she'll be pleased to know. Um, okay, question number one, where have you been? This is this is where we sort of ask you to give us, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, where essentially where are you bringing your bias from today? 
So for me, I was, I'm from Kentucky. I was born in Kentucky. Um, I pretty much lived my whole entire life in Kentucky. I was born in Paintsville, Kentucky, uh, which is in the Eastern part coal mining area of the state. And I grew mm. up in what is called Van Leer, V-A-N-L-E-A-R. It's basically a suburb of Paintsville, which is already a very tiny town, but it's, uh, it's an old coal mining, coal mining camp. Uh, they still have like the, um, the company store is still there. And I don't, I don't think it's there now, but when I was growing up as a kid, I lived with my grandparents uh, until I moved to Lexington around 13. So I grew up in the, uh, in the holler. Really the best way to tell you where it's at is if you just keep driving past the house I grew up in. You'll run into Butcher Holler, which is Loretta Lynn, if that okay. oh, you guys okay. are familiar. So yep. I am very, very, very country. I don't sound like it, but I am very much. Well, when you said the easiest way, first of all, when you said coal country, the first thing I thought of was coal miner's daughter. But mm-hmm. then when you said you lived in the holler, the first thing I thought of was just, you were going to say, just turn on the television show Justified and you'll can picture where I lived. Uh, kind of. He that whole thing was uh, supposedly set in um, I think Harlan, which Harlan, is yeah, a little more eastern, southeastern Kentucky, but not that far away. Okay, so you lived in Kentucky your whole life. Yeah, I uh, I left Kentucky to go to college, and I didn't get that far away. I only got three hours away uh, in Ohio. So, uh, oh, I, I did live in Boston for a, I did a co-op in Boston. For a short time it was right around six months absolutely loved it but it was a great time because i was what 19 and 20 I had no fear i would get on the subway and just alone and go anywhere i wanted to go in boston i had the best time now i would be probably terrified to do any of those things <laughs> when you said you went to college in ohio mm-hmm. i mean i should ask you where did you go to college but what i really want to know too I do want to know where you went, but I also want to know, too, do you consider Ohio the Midwest? So I will start off by telling you where I went. I went to uh, a very small liberal arts college called Antioch College. It's in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Um, it's about 20 minutes from Dayton. It is where Dave Chappelle is setting up his comedy club, if that helps you kind of mm-hmm. connect it to something. And his mom worked at the college when I was there. But uh, that's where I went to school. So I think at the most, any any quarter, we had maybe 250 students on campus um, at any given time. So very, very, very tiny, very tiny school. Um, now, I don't think I'm going to answer the next question right. So I'm, that's why I put it off for a second. Is Ohio, <laughs> is Ohio the Midwest? I will tell you that Ohio is where you go to college to lose your accent. That is, mm. uh, that helped me, not on purpose, but it just kind of worked out that way. Do I think it's the Midwest? Oh, I'm going to say yeah. Ooh, okay. Do you think Kentucky's the Midwest? No. Okay, there's the correct answer. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you were listening uh, to the Kornheiser show during the bracket picking things, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people don't like that, but some people still listen. And he, I think he was talking to Phil's mom, and he was talking about a college in Kentucky, and he said that that was in the Midwest. I'm like, what? I do remember that, and no, that is, I don't consider anything about Kentucky to be the Midwest. No, me either. And Ohio, 
you know, I have regurgitated ad nauseum what I think about Ohio, but depends on where you are in that state. But if you went there to lose your accent, by the way, I don't know why you'd want to lose your accent. I love Southern accents. Um, I didn't lose it on purpose. It just kind of worked out that way. But yeah, I, I still have a cassette tape that I made when I was a really little kid, like maybe six or seven, that I can, I still have a, a means to play it, believe it or not. And uh, I hear that voice and I'm like, oh my gosh. It, I, I remember the first time uh, Todd met my grandfather, who was the most incredible person ever created. But when he met him, I just remember it was kind of a short conversation and Todd didn't have a whole lot to say. And, and I remember we left and I said, well, that went really well. And Todd's like, I didn't understand anything he said. He had no idea, literally no idea what my grandfather was saying. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, that. That's odd. Okay. You needed to translate, apparently. Yeah, apparently I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he didn't say much, because he didn't understand what he was saying. Hopefully your yep. grandfather wasn't asking him a bunch of questions, and he was just, like, smiling and nodding his head. Yeah, he was pretty much just like, uh, nice to meet you, and Todd's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But no, they they ended up being good friends once I was able to get in between them and help him understand. <laughs> so did you meet Todd in... Ohio or in the, the Boston area, or did you meet Todd somewhere else, Kentucky, for instance? Yeah, I met Todd in Lexington. It was uh, 97. Well, it was a little before 97 because we we met on the internet before it was even remotely cool to meet on the internet. So um, oh. he had, yeah, it was just one of those things. He had just moved here from Arkansas and he had been here maybe six months didn't know anybody you know I snatched him up right quick no <laughs> I did though but we we started talking and um we honestly didn't get along very well when we first met um but Ooh. yeah it, it, we didn't quite understand each other's personalities I don't believe at that time but we got back to like talking and stuff and the rest is you know history so we've been together since really since 97 uh, married in 2003, so our 20-year anniversary, wedding anniversary, is this year. Wow! Oh, congratulations! Yeah, congrats! All right, yeah. I need to I need to back up to like right after the Karen condition. Mm-hmm. Kim and I talked about what beers we were drinking. I was drinking stout. Kim, are you on a new beer? I am on a new beer. I am on a Yingling Black and Tan. Oh, I don't think I'd like that. Um, it's not bad, you know. Um, it, Yingling is is more of one of those, you know, heavily distributed beers, uh, breweries. Um, but we cannot get it in Michigan. So last week, as I was traveling through Ohio, I made a stop and <laughs> Midwest. Got, yep, uh, I got uh, uh, some beer from uh, Jungle Jim's Market, uh, which is widely known throughout the Cincinnati area. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, my mom had never heard of it, and she was thrilled. We went twice, once on the way down uh, to Tennessee and then once on the way back. And so I did a build your own six pack of the um, Cincinnati area beers and then mm. picked up the Yingling Black and Tan. I love it when you can build your own six pack. Yes. Yes. And Michelle, I, I'm not even going to say, are you drinking? I'm going to say, what are you, <laughs> what beer are you drinking? <laughs> I appreciate that about you, KJ. Um, <laughs> so I am drinking a coffee stout. Uh, I love Ooh. me some stouts. It is, uh, yeah, called, and I know you do too, and I and I greatly appreciate that mm -hmm. uh, about you as well. But I'm drinking. Uh, it's from Perennial, and they are out of St. Louis, and it is called Ooh. Sump S U M P. Not the like most, a sump pump. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's not it's not a gorgeous name or anything like that, but it's a daggone good beer. That that much I can tell you. Nice. And, and I have moved on from my hard left uh, stout to a diet coke. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. When when should we talk about beer? And when you like, did you when you met Todd online? Did you instantly connect about beer, or did that take a while? Oh no, we didn't. Neither one of us drank when we met. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I, I just hadn't really drank that much in a little while, and he had not drank in some time. So, no, we yeah. got together, and what little bit of beer I did drink, we just kind of, this is not what our lifestyle was at the time. We just weren't mm-hmm. doing it. So, we went a long time. We didn't even really think about drinking at all. And then, I mean, we were going to the gym and we were doing like the right things. And then we discovered beer and it was, (laughs) gosh, you know, it was like, I'm trying to think when we really got into it. I'm going to say like 2012, that time around 2013, that kind of area, we were just starting to kind of figure out, oh, breweries and oh, different things that we were kind of experimenting with. And like, I, I used to go to, I used to do kind of what you guys were talking about, like go to before he and I met, go like build your own six pack and just buy stuff I'd never heard of before just mm-hmm. you know, to see because I could do that. And it wasn't that expensive at the time, but then it kind of dropped off. And then once we started hitting breweries and kind of getting into the scene uh, and we started having breweries built here where we didn't have to travel as much that changed. And we met so many great, great people. And that's kind of carried throughout, you know, a lot of his connections have been through beer outside of Lexington. So it's, that's great. But yeah, we haven't been into beer as long as you might've thought. So 2012, still a lot of, you've been in the scene for a long time now. Do you, mm-hmm. who is the bigger expert between you and Todd? Yeah, I'm going to let him have that because I think that's the right, the right thing to say. He, he does a lot more research. He looks into a lot of things. He reads a lot more reviews of beers and things like that. He'll know when something is coming out somewhere across country. Um, and he will have already like met three people that can get it. You know what I mean? So he's very educated um, and he, he educates himself very much so. What I will say in my defense is that I know more than a lot of women do. And I really, really, really like women to get into the beer scene because, you know, like with Kim, it's, you know, when we started hanging out and hitting some breweries, like it's so refreshing to have a woman that's like, I like this. I want to try this. And yeah, I, yeah. I know what I'm tasting and I want to talk about it. Like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I dig about it. But you yeah. know, you'll, you'll go to places where there are guys and the guys will start talking and all of a sudden it's like the women really don't, you, you got to make your way into that circle. You got to mm-hmm. force your way in there. That's how yeah. I, how yeah. I see it. And then once you do, it's like, you know, people really respect, you know, cause I, I'm a part-time bartender here in town. I, I wouldn't take a job like that if I wasn't able to talk to anybody about beer. So I do feel pretty confident in, in what I know. So when, if someone comes up to you and says, well, which one is the closest, if you don't have a, if it's not stout season and mm-hmm. you know, I like stouts all year long. So I don't, I don't pay attention to stout season nonsense. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any stouts on tap, if I come in there and say, what's the closest thing to a stout, you'd be able, you'd, would you have something to, because a lot of times these bartenders don't know. They're just, they're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I would look for, I would probably try to get you a porter just, and I'm, I'm saying that thinking 
where I work, what we would have on if we didn't mm-hmm. have a setup. I may try to get you into a quad. I may try to go really hard in the paint on that one. It's hard <laughs> to tell. Like, you just have to talk to people. The, the most common question I get is, what kind of beer do you have that tastes like beer? Okay. Or oh. I drink milk ultra. What do you have? Um, oh, okay. I would never so, ask that question. Yeah. Uh, you would be really surprised at the questions that you get as a bartender at a brewery. Um, uh-huh. It's entertaining for yeah. sure. And it's an opportunity to educate. Like one of the best things that I get to do is, Hey, you want to try something? Let's try a couple of things. What do you normally drink? Oh, try this. And just kind of, you know, going back and forth on, seeing what people like and kind of talking to them about it. I have a lot of fun doing that. That's great. I, I would love a bartender like you. Thanks. I think everybody should have a bartender like me. Yes. You must be extroverted because I'm thinking, sitting there listening to you talk about what you would say. And I would be so the opposite. Like, okay, what would you like? Okay. <laughs> I'll get that for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to be, you know, it's weird as time goes on, everybody kind of changes and, Mm-hmm. Maybe part of my thing is I've always been an extrovert. Um, Todd and I used to be opposite, and I, now I think we're kind of meeting each other in the middle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'll talk to anybody at, about anything. Um, and I think a lot of it stems from the fact that I work from home now, and I'm just like, people, yeah. talk <laughs> about something, you know. Right. I think um, Kim can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, this year I, I joined a bowling team, and it was just so nice to be able to you know, log off and then go hang out with people again. And I'm like, oh, I remember what this is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of that for sure. I would, like my yeah. head would blow off if I didn't get an opportunity to talk to people somehow. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I've tried some of the beers from the brewery where you work. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that we've sent, I know he sent you some, but it's called Rock House Brewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I actually had, uh, I was, I helped them brew a beer um, I came up with the recipe, and so that was a oh cool. Um, yeah, it was my favorite style of beer, and it was one of the top sellers we've ever had. So there you go. Oh, as you said, my, one of my favorite kinds of beer. Are we talking a stout? This one was not a stout. I do love stouts, though. But this was a double West Coast IPA. Oh, I don't, I don't think so. But I'm glad that <laughs> it's the top seller. Thank you. <laughs> now, Kim, would you ask at a brewery? What uh, do you have close to a Kim Wilson River beer, i.e. a Coors Light? No, because I'm not there for for that. I am there. Right, exactly. Um, I am there. Like I went to Rock House um, and they had a wonderful uh, pickle beer. And mm-hmm. I was thrilled with that. I, in fact, went away from the flight that I had and just got uh, a serving of that because I thought it was so good. Oh. And now I'm on a quest to find more pickle beers. So, um yeah, so I, in fact, I picked up two in Cincinnati, so I'm excited to try those uh, once the once the season finally turns here. But I, I would o- I always try and get a flight. I spill some of my flight as Michelle has uh, witnessed accidentally um, <laughs> because I am a bit of a klutz. But uh, overall, you know, I really do try and try all the flavors that I can. I try to stick to one one basic type. Um, I try not to go from too light to too heavy. You know, like I don't go from an ale to a stout right away. I might build myself up to it and try and build my flight in a progressive way so that I I get darker ales or darker, you know, darker beers as I go along. But, um, you know, I I would never go into a brewery and go, go, give me a Coors Light type, you know? Yeah. So 
I was surprised when Michelle said that. That's why I was asking. Like, I wouldn't either. But yeah. I don't also don't like those kind of beers. Right. Okay, so I, this next question I have, I ask every non-Midwestern guest a form of this question. And I feel like it might include Rock House Brewery, but I want to know, Michelle, why should the Hall of Famer and I and Kim, why should we visit Lexington, aside, of course, to visit you and Todd? Right. Um, well, I will tell you that Lexington is an absolutely beautiful town. I mean, it's all around is just horse farms and, it, you know, the spring and summer here and, and even the fall is just really something. So if you if anybody ever had a preconceived notion of what Kentucky is, um, I can show you that, but I can also show you a whole lot of other things, too. So it's really nice here. A lot of horse farms to visit, like I said, a lot of uh, distilleries. So, uh, mm. you know, we can talk beer, but we can also talk bourbon um, mm -hmm. better than anywhere else. And there are some brewery or sorry, some distilleries that I would uh, love to take you guys to. And you would just be in absolute awe of how wonderful they are. Yeah, I would dig that, I think. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, it's just a nice, you know, you get a lot of bang for your buck living here. It's comfortable. It's as big as I need it to be. You know, I, I really enjoy it here. And, and also I I grew up passing the house that I live in now, like every single day. So I, I know a lot about the town. I could show you a lot of really great places to eat and drink and just have a good time. And could you, would you take us to Paintsville? I'd like to see the general store. Uh, you could go, you I would take you to Paintsville. Um, I would take you to Van Leer to see like the the coal mining, the company store yeah, and all yeah. that, which obviously isn't that anymore. But when I was a kid, it was like the remnants of it. It was really, really neat. Um, yeah, it's the, the sad thing about there, which I, I hate to say, but it just kind of is what it is. There's been a lot of, you know, a lot of disparity, not a lot of means for jobs yeah. and financial security and it's just you know it's not quite what it was right um so i don't i don't travel that way very often um i'll go see my mom who lives nearby but and my dad who's up there too but they don't live in that area necessarily anymore but you can go see butcher holler and where loretta lynn grew up yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta pass by a pig farm on the way which is not pleasant but <laughs> um yeah well Living in Iowa for a long time, um, I'm used to the pig farm smell. Mm, unfortunate. Unfortunately, it seems that that kind of thing is happening to many, many small towns all across the country. Yeah, it's it's a shame. You know, when I was growing up, I wanted nothing more than to get away from there as quickly as I could. I saw no value in it. Mm -hmm. And now, well, it's been a long time since I've looked back and I, I got a lot to be proud of from being from there. There's a lot... Uh, to my family and growing up there in our history that, that, yeah, I want everybody to know about it now, but I guess a lot of kids go through that. They don't, they don't want to be there when they're there. They want to be there when they're no longer able to be there, which is right. like how I feel. Yep. Yep. And how big is, how does Lexington compare to Louisville as far as population? Um, Louisville is quite a bit bigger. Uh, it's got a lot more people in it. I believe Land-wise, Lexington is the entire county of, of Fayette County. So I think we have more land, but they have a lot more people. I'm not sure I can get away with talking to someone from Kentucky without asking about horse racing. Mm -hmm. Have you been to the Kentucky Derby? Do you have any interest in horse racing? I went to the Derby 
a million years ago and I was in the infield and I was much younger and anybody that's ever been to the Derby and has been to the infield will know exactly what I'm talking about, but it is a wild time. It's just, it's just drinking and just partying and you have no knowledge of who's there and what's going on in the celebrities and really even the horse races, you're just having a great time um, in that infield (laughs) that took one trip and then that never didn't do that again. Um, but uh, I've been to Churchill Downs when there wasn't Derby going on. It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous place once you're in it. I'm not a big horse racing fan, just in the fact that it makes me nervous that the horses are going to get hurt. Yeah, when I racing. get it. I get yeah, it. And so we go to Keeneland here and there, which is beautiful. It's, I guess it's kind of our Churchill Downs, but I think it's a lot prettier. But I'm biased. But we we will go there every once in a while. But, you know, once the horses take off, I just start looking around or going to get a <laughs> beer or talking. Like, I'll bet on it, but I don't really want to watch. Because yeah. I, have, I have seen where they've had to, you know, the tent goes up at the end of the race and the horse doesn't come out. And I don't, I don't really like to see that. Yeah. That, yes, I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up riding horses? No, I have ridden horses, um, but no, where I, I didn't have any horses readily available to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. We we actually do have a retirement, a horse retirement farm here, just outside of Lexington. So any of the horses that have raced or anything like that, they can go there and live out the rest of their life, just hanging around. That makes me happy because I've I've often wondered when I've watched these races, and the horse gets injured and it doesn't seem like it's a there's a need for the euthanasia piece it seems like they could go to this type of a farm i will say that the places around here the horse farms and the owners they take care of these horses until their last day they treat them as absolutely as well as they can and and, and i think that's that part of it i think is wonderful that mm-hmm. they will never every horse that is alive <laughs> on their farms will We'll live out a nice life. Yeah, that makes me very happy. Okay, anything else in Lexington that we need to absolutely see? Well, you got to come see the Kentucky Wildcats. I mean, go Big Blue. Oh, um, you're you big, always gotta, are you a big Wildcat fan? Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, um, anything you've ever heard about those UK fans, how outrageous they are, I am that. That is me. Oh, um, okay. 100%, but I... I am not on the bandwagon of getting rid of Cal. I love Cal, and I don't want to hear all that business. But, um, (laughs) yes, I am a huge Kentucky fan. So why do they want to get rid of Cal? You know, because the fans here are difficult. Uh, I speak that because I am that, like I said. And they (laughs) just, there's nothing, there's nothing like winning. Why are we not winning? Why are we not winning every single year? If we're not in the tournament every single year, then something's wrong, and it has to be Cal. You know, they yeah, take it right yeah. back to Cal, who is, uh, I love him. And I think the great thing about Cal is he lives right on one of the main streets here in town. He's not hiding from you, which a lot of coaches in the past oh. did. He's right on the main road, right into downtown. If you want to see Cal's house, just anybody can drive past it. So I do like that about him. But Yeah. Now, for those, including me, I know his last name is Calipari, which is oh, why yeah. you're calling him Cal. But is it John? Yes, John Calipari, John. Coach Cal, okay. yeah. 
All right. Obviously, well, we're tight, so I call him Cal. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know where he lives and everything. I do. Yeah. Okay. So Kim and I talked about a couple of things in the first segment that we got to get your take on. Okay. I don't know if you heard Karen last week when I asked about shoes in the house on or off. Um, yeah. Kim has answered. What do you? What is your rule of thumb? Do you take your shoes off when you get in the house or do you leave them on? Uh, you know, it, it's, I will say it depends to me on how I come into the house. Like with our house, when you come in, you come in the back door and you're immediately in the kitchen and you're on, you know, you're not on carpet or anything. To me, I would probably keep them on <laughs> if I saw that when I walked in. But I would also look to see if anybody else was taking their shoes off. Like if you opened your door and you weren't wearing shoes and there were shoes next to the door, mm-hmm. I would. I would take my shoes off. I would think that needs to to happen, but that's a that's a tricky one, really. That one to me, I I knew that was going to be a question, and I've been thinking about it, and I just don't know the right answer to <laughs> on that one. I'm just not sure what I would do. Well, you don't have a strong opinion. That's okay. Yeah, maybe I, guess I don't. Maybe you'll have a strong opinion on this, Kim. Will you yes. help me remember the nine restaurants? Oh yeah. Fast food restaurants? Yes, yes. I got I got it right here. Hang on. Um, so your choices are number one, Chick-fil-A, number two, Jack's, which is as I did more research, Jack's and Jack in the Box are two separate companies. Oh, three, okay. <laughs> three McDonald's, four Burger King, five Arby's, six Wendy's, seven Popeyes, eight Sonic, and nine Whataburger. You can only keep two. And the rest are gone for life. Gone for life. All right. Um, yeah. Gone for life. <laughs> very extreme. It's yeah. so extreme. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Wendy's. Okay. And I'm going to also keep. See, we don't have any water burgers here. Not the chain. Um, I'm gonna keep Arby's. Okay. Oh. Okay. We we. Yeah. So why did you pick? Why did you keep? Wendy's, is it for the square hamburgers or the chili or something else? Well, we have a Wendy's literally within walking distance from the house. That helps. Uh, but yeah, the other thing yeah. is, I don't know. I feel like I can get something that will satisfy me there. A decent mm-hmm. variety, not not honing in on one particular thing. So I feel good about a variety from there. Um, the Arby's one, I just, I know it's terrible for me, but I just really dig that big beef and cheddar. I mean, come on. <laughs> I like that. So I, I would go with those two. And are you a curly fries fan? Not anymore. I'm just not oh. getting good curly fries. Like they're just not giving me what I need, like the slinky kind of curly oh. fries. So, they're, um, yeah. They've changed them? The regular. No, oh. I, I just don't think I get the good ones. I think I get them oh. mushed up at the end of the. Oh, you need to change yeah. what time you go. That could be it. And what do you think of the horsey sauce? Kim, we'll see. Um, to be quite honest, I could probably stick a straw in it and drink it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Yes. I sell it at Kroger now. I'm like I all know. in. It is now in, it is now a, a staple in my, in my refrigerator. It, the, just bring out the bottle and it goes on everything. I'm into that. Yeah. I really think I need to, I don't think that I have had the horsey sauce. Got to. Yeah. You got to make that happen. Mm. Okay. We don't go to Arby's all that often, but they're about the only fries I really like and I order for myself. I'll take a few of the Hall of Famers fries, regular fries, but the curly fries I want myself. But 
Are you supposed to put horsey on curly fries? I mean, I'll dip it. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, I would take um, <laughs> the horsey sauce Damn. and the Arby sauce, mix it together, and then dip my curly fry in it. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. I don't tend to dip my fries, especially curlies. They're good by themselves. See, I am not the biggest curly fry fan. I'll eat them, but they're they're just okay. I like steak fries. I like really thick steak fries. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like potatoes in general, so <laughs> whatever yeah. variation you have, let's do it. I wish fast food would have more sweet potato fries, because those are kind of my thing. Yes, yes. Well, now that I'm sufficiently hungry, I think now's the time to say goodbye. Unless, Michelle, do you have anything else that we missed? Uh, Not really. I mean, I just appreciate you having me on, and... Uh... Yeah, it's been Uh, a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. And Kim, thanks for sticking with me both segments. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I get to talk to Michelle, it's always a a fantastic time. So Look at that. Listen to this. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of both of you. Oh, see, this is great. We should just keep giving each other compliments all night. (laughs) I like it. I hope you both had a great central time. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at Midwest Bias. Castos, that's C A S T O S, dot com. You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest Mediator, and anything else at Midwest Bias Pod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. To be quite honest, I could probably stick a straw in it and drink it. (laughs)